What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another zombie movie. But I'm going to say this, and we've been bitten. We've been bitten by the zombie bug lately. <laughs> and I mean that in every way possible. We're not infected, but we have been bitten. But we have been bitten. So we just want to clarify that real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't kill us. We we good. We good for the team still. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're okay to come to dinners and hang out and stuff. But we have been kind of zombieing it up lately. We've been playing... I mean, we've been playing Left for Dead on Twitch for, like, a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And then we played back for blood yeah right? yep 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 the like successor to left for dead we mm-hmm. played a little bit of that uh the or i guess last weekend uh which was a lot of fun mm-hmm. can i say all this zombiness is just warming my cold undead heart uh i yeah. love it i don't know how we got here but i'm glad that we're here but you're so glad we did yeah <laughs> did you ever imagine you'd be able to get me into so much zombie stuff um did i secretly plan it in the back of my head yes did i think it would actually work not a little bit <laughs> but we're here um and we're talking about a fairly new zombie film this came yeah, out that's the yeah this came out this year i yeah. think this was probably one of the most recent of the like big zombie entries we've had in a while mm-hmm. i'm trying i'm trying to think of if there's been another zombie movie um post this with as much hype but i think army of the dead was kind of like the big zombie movie this year the big like summer zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we actually have been discussing it a little bit uh, these past couple of weeks because I think we were both kind of intrigued by it and were interested in watching it because this was the first time watch for you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although I was hype for the idea of a big zombie movie, just between all the movies we were watching, I just never got to this one. Um, mm-hmm. So I am excited to actually get to talk about it today because. I've heard a lot of people saying different things about this film, and I was very excited to be able to get to finally form my own opinion about it. Mm -hmm. You have to make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if all of my friends jumped off of a bridge, no, I wouldn't follow them. I I don't want to drop off a bridge. So you have to make your own decisions, homies. (laughs) And that is a life lesson that you can have for free. (laughs) This, This once, you can have it for free. Um, but yes, we are doing Army of the Dead. This is a Netflix uh, release. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, so this is directed by Zack Snyder. I feel like his movies are very much like that, though, right? You usually fall on one side of the spectrum. Yeah. Like you like them or you don't like them because he is a, sp- a very specific director. In my That's opinion. true. It's very true. Like some people are big Snyder fans and other people can't stand them. I'm neither here nor there myself. I'll say that from the start. I'm very neutral towards Snyder. Um, it, it depends movie to movie. Eric, I don't know if you fall in one of the two camps when it comes to his movies or if you've even seen a lot of his movies. Like, I'm sure you've seen Dawn of the Dead. Um, yes. 
Oh, but yeah. I don't know yeah. if you were fucking around with his other movies. I watched, so I watched Watchmen. That's Zack Snyder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually really like that movie. I know a lot of people don't, but I like Watchmen. Um, and then I saw Dawn of Justice. Ah. And <laughs> <laughs> the proof is in the silence, homies. I don't think I really need to say anything else. Uh, I think that's all I needed to say. And to be quite honest with you, I think that that is the last Zack Snyder movie I I had seen before this one because I didn't see Justice. Oh, uh, I didn't see the Zack Snyder. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder did Justice League, and then he, and then they he then he didn't, and then he came out with his own cut. That's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't see his cut of Justice League, so okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know what to say about it. But yeah, I definitely I'm in between. Like I, I don't ever really have very like strong feelings for directors because I honestly think that every director has the capacity to have a great film but also has the capacity to miss like I don't think there's any director that is untouchable and is always gonna have a solid hit so I don't have super solid thoughts on any director so so you've never seen 300 is what I'm getting from this Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I actually have seen 300, but I forget about it sometimes, which is funny because the high school that I went to, uh-huh. our, our mascot was the Spartans. <laughs> when 300 came out, oh my god, everybody went ape shit and like <laughs> lost their their freaking minds. And they were like, oh, we have to play this. Every single like assembly. Uh-huh. When the football team would come out, they would play 300 and when it would be like, "We are Sparta," the football team would run out and everybody uh, lost okay. their shit. People were <laughs> crying, people were throwing up in the bleachers. People were people were taking their shirts off, throwing their bras on the, <laughs> on the floor. It was nuts. So I have seen 300, but I haven't seen it since I was in high school. Got you. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just had that. I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." <laughs> yeah, uh, I try to write like that even, from my brain. Yeah, because I feel like even people like I feel like most people have seen that movie at this point. Even if they don't like it, that's fine. Like I don't. It's cool if you don't like Three Hundred, but like, I just felt like, especially like our generation, I feel like most of us saw that movie. It was mm-hmm. one of those movies that I feel like everybody saw. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree, and I remember everybody seeing it and be like, oh, "I've never seen a film like this before." <laughs> Like, like, I feel like everybody said that. They were like, this is cutting edge. Like, this we are, is crazy. Everybody left the theaters with a little bit more chest hair and everything. Just like, oh, yeah, just screaming. left the theater looking like Gerard Butler. They didn't have a choice. <laughs> they were like, I guess this is my life now. Um, but yeah, so we're back to Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm interested to talk to you about this one. Same, same. It'll be, it'll be interesting to talk this one out. Um, Because I'm very curious about how you felt about it. Um, (laughs) But I guess without further ado, shall we jump into it? Please. Alrighty, homies, as always, we are now entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But today we are talking about Army of the Dead from 2021. This one is written, directed, and shot by Zack Snyder, um, starring a very long cast 
that I will do my best with these names because <laughs> it's also some of the most difficult names we had to do on the podcast. So please forgive me. <laughs> but this one is starring Dave Batista, Ella Purnell, Anna de la Regriera, Omari Hardwick, Matthias Schwenoffer, Raul Castillo, Nora Arnanzader, Garrett Dillahunt, Samantha Wynn, and Tig Natero. Welcome to Las Vegas, Nevada, a city known for many things, big dreams, big money, and now a big zombie problem. After barely escaping and returning to a modest life as a fry cook, ex-mercenary Scott Ward is met by Bill Tanaka, a casino tycoon with a tempting offer. Assemble a team, infiltrate a Vegas vault, and bring back the money for a $50 million reward. As Scott and his team return to the blood-soaked Vegas Strip, they find out that there's more to worry about in the city of sin than just a couple shamblers. Insert zombie tigers, zombie babies, and zombie parkour here. Our film concludes with our team racing against the clock to finish the score of a lifetime before a tactical nuke finishes the city. Also, don't get ahead of yourself, Martin. Roll credits. All right. We have to address the elephant in the room, mm -hmm. um, which is the length of this <laughs> boy is uh, unexpected. Was unexpected <laughs> to me. I felt like I got pranked a little bit when I turned on the TV. I, I guess we've just, it's just, we've had like our last couple of movies have all come in at around the same time, which is about an hour 30. Mm -hmm. So I guess I was just expecting that. Nah, nah, nah. This is Not two and a half hours. <laughs> Not the Snyder cut. This is two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is a uh, it's a long boy. It is definitely a long boy. Um, I, too, was a little shooketh when I uh, started up my Netflix and turned this on again. Should have known because yeah. it is the Snyder Cut. But yeah, I was like, damn, this is a long movie. So I guess I should have been prepared. But yeah, I um, I was definitely thinking this was going to be like a quick and easy uh summer mm -hmm. zombie movie like a popcorn movie you just go it's action it's done and so that's where i was thinking the run oh no 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 it's a three-act play baby <laughs> yeah this is a like this is an opera this is les miserables <laughs> <laughs> the, zombie the zombie edition <laughs> uh, this is very true so yeah y'all homies know that going into this film uh it is a it is a long lengthy boy and because of that we will slightly tailor our normal show to try and get in as much information as we can without keeping y'all here for four yeah. hours. Without our episode being <laughs> two hours, and a half right. hours. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, let's not let's not waste any time then. Uh, Erica, tell me, what's in your notebook? Okay, the first thing I wrote down was, 
My man was real worried about road safety until Roadhead <laughs> was involved. Because come on, dude. We open up on the couple. They just got married. They're having a good time. They're driving, cruising down the Vegas road. Mm -hmm. And she leans her head out of the window and he's like, hey, get back in the car. You know, like, oh, yeah, like, what are you, you know, doing? What are you doing? Put your seatbelt on, you silly girl. And then as soon as she's like, boy, what if I give you a blowjob? He not only is can't be fucked to focus on the road i mean his head leaned back <laughs> he's closing his eyes it's the best he's ever had it, yeah i was like oh so you don't care <laughs> oh so you actually didn't give a fuck <laughs> pull it off the road like i had like, i had the same first note all right i was like roadhead quite dangerous <laughs> <laughs> playing fast and loose yeah you know you, you're taking a lot of risks there but yeah my man's uh he forgot what universe he was in and uh unfortunately yeah. it led to everything that happens Going in this film Im but imagine hey. imagine an entire city being lost all just some roadhead who would have thought in his defense as well at least he had a reason to be thrown into ecstasy whereas our two other drivers are just having a conversation and cannot look at the they have to look at each other to talk to each other i mean the driver you're like hauling precious cargo very very important cargo as far as you know and his eyes were off of the road for at least 30 seconds so it's not all my man's fault. No, right? no, no, It's no, a no. joint effort. Yeah. yeah, let's not put all the blame on the couple because our government officials just could not resist their Area 51 conversation, which, mm -hmm. although cute, again, in a movie that is two and a half hours long, I don't know if we needed the back and forth about Area 51 commentary. I'm going to throw that out mm -hmm. there. It was, it was a fun conversation. Don't get me wrong. I actually do get why the characters would be having that conversation mm -hmm. but it didn't you're right it didn't seem like so important of a conversation that they should <laughs> risk both the safety of everyone <laughs> and the sanctity of their mission to have that conversation right, right but they do they get into an accident and then we are met with the most lackadaisical soldiers <laughs> i have ever seen i mean they only move at the speed of slow mm -hmm. because they immediately are told that they need to get as far away from the cargo as possible since it's been compromised. Get the the lady on the walkie talkie is literally like, get the fuck out of there now. Yeah. And then homeboy's like, yo, <laughs> she said we should leave, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should get away from there, get man. Away. Come back. I will say the lady and on the phone though, hurt the shift in tone that she had was real quick. She went from yeah. calm collected, like, all right, what's your status? Okay, what's the situation? Okay, the thing's open. Get the fuck out Get of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get all your shit. Go. <laughs> and then yeah, and he's like super much more calm about it. The the they all are much too calm about the situation that's unfolding because um, this is when we get introduced to our very first zombie, which we will later f 
call they'll later refer to as Zeus. Mm -hmm. But he is an alpha. He is our alpha zombie. And this man is unstoppable. So we get two different kinds of zombies in this movie, which I actually really liked. I thought that that was a cool little touch. Mm -hmm. And I think that this particular kind of a zombie is scary because this zombie is almost more like a mix between a wild animal and a human whereas it still retains the intelligence and the emotion almost that a human can mm -hmm. and the mannerisms of a human but it has the strength of a bear yeah true <laughs> and like a wolf at the same time yeah, it's basically like basically superhuman um super soldier if you will sort yeah. of situation here which i agree i did like that take because i mean we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast too in regards to zombies it's one of those it's one of those genres where we've done a lot within the genre so it's kind of it's kind of hard to see new stuff and i do think this take on zombies was kind of cool of making them more like super some of them super powered soldiers because it gives you a different thing to be afraid of so I do give them credit for that. I did think that was yeah, a cool idea. And it, and it makes sense because it, it later, with the way that this gets set up and also with a conversation with it, that we end up having later, it is implied that this is um, this person has been kind of mutated in this way to create these super strong armies that, of course, the government believes they can control. Mm -hmm. But as we know from every... That horror or sci-fi movie you can't control it it's it's not gonna be that easy so it, it does make sense that they would retain much more of their humanity than past zombies we've seen but also be just angry hungry they're hunters yeah. they are meant to kill like that is obviously what they are made for and he does it Oh, so quickly and oh, so easily, he dispatches 90% of the <laughs> soldiers that were there to make sure this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. He like tears them down and then we're left with two soldiers who are really taking their time. Yeah, they are very, they are very casually making their escape right yeah. now. I like how one... The one dude was like, oh, we're good now. They've taken like 10 steps away from the site. Yeah. Like, oh, no, we're safe. We're good. We're, we're relaxed. We made it over the small hill. I don't think he'll be able to see us anymore. <laughs> it's like that guy was jumping through the air. I think he could very easily get over that hill. But yeah, they're like, oh, we're good. But they're not. And we see that, you know, um, our zombie doesn't really eat them he he's definitely violent and he attack he does bite them mm -hmm. like he attacks with his mouth but he does it and he turns them yeah and now they've got their sights set on vegas vegas baby, baby. <laughs> it is a fucking buffet unlike any las vegas has seen before how did you feel about i'm sorry how did you feel about the like Liberace impersonator who like <laughs> swung around on the piano at the very beginning of this. It was okay. Here's my thing, right? Um, again, remembering that Snyder is the guy who brought us Dawn of the Dead, which I did really like. Like I do love mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead as a movie, and I like that it felt like he was pulling a couple things from that movie and sprinkling them in throughout this one. And the opening sequence, 
was very Snyder to me. You know what oh, I mean? Super Snyder. Snyder. Um, we get this like faux like welcome to Vegas, baby, but wait, yeah. there's zombies now. And mm-hmm. so you're getting to see all of Vegas as it's slowly being turned into the zombie wasteland. And for me, it was okay. Let me be honest. <laughs> like it was I thought there were some really cool shots of both the violence and of Vegas and Vegas culture. I do think they captured mm-hmm. all that really well. I just found myself being like, all right, opening sequence. That's, re- that's really how I felt about bo- that gotcha. whole portion. Yeah, you know, also going back a little bit, though, <laughs> after the soldier's turn and that one like roars, that was a little silly. Like <laughs> the way that he opened his mouth, I almost Roar. feel like the act like I feel like the actor didn't know exactly what kind of sound was gonna be coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's like the way he opens his mouth is almost like he'd be making a noise like oh. <laughs> but then this like like comes out of his mouth and it's ridiculous. But anyways, yeah, I I like the opening. It's fun. It gets the job done. I didn't realize we would have the entire song and mm-hmm. not only the entire song but like a slow reprise <laughs> like at the very end you know it, it went on a little bit too long but i did like the imagery we got i enjoyed meeting some of our characters yeah and- that was that was a very important thing that i put down is like i'm happy that we had it just for that because with a runtime yeah. of two and a half hours, like I didn't need to meet all of these characters individually. At I really once, didn't. Right. Um, right. So I'm happy that we got at least a little bit of background to the fact that these people have been in Vegas during this thing and they've all experienced the situation to some degree already. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, then, cool. Thank you for establishing yeah, that. We got that. You know, we, they, we find out they found a way to kind of contain it to Vegas. They basically sealed it off by making a makeshift wall. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one thing that I wasn't a huge fan of in it is uh, they did this like port, like photography motif throughout it, which I guess Zack Snyder said was an homage to, um, Annie Leibovitz, who was like a photographer, mm-hmm. um, it, it was like this thing where in the middle of the violence, you would go and they would be, it would be like the character standing with a picture mm-hmm. of their family, and it would be like a little photographer phot- or photography area, yeah. and it would like cut back. And I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to show that these are just regular people who had families that they probably lost throughout this, and it kind of comes back at the end when we see that that lady's finally found her daughter, and then they both die. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was fine, but I didn't. It didn't need to happen. Like it just felt so odd, and it didn't really fit into the rest of the movie in any manner it more just felt like snyder wanted to do this homage but didn't really know how or why to fit it in yeah it was <laughs> so, it was like one of those stylistic choices right. that like work for you or don't work for you i didn't mind that per se but i think it's because i kind of as the as the opening sequence is playing i was kind of just glossing over it a little bit if that makes sense i was just like kind of taking everything in and then when those moments happened, I knew that they were a reference that I wasn't getting, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind them because I'm like, I'm okay with you getting artsy in your serious film. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't mind that. Um, 
And so for me, it didn't take me out too much. It's just like, like I said, the opening sequence, although it felt necessary because we did get the plot points, I was kind of meh about it. I did like the little mini story with the mom finding her daughter and then dying at yeah. the end. I did actually enjoy I, that part. That was the best part of it, honestly. And in the way that it unfolded, mm -hmm. like I loved that whole sequence when the movie, when the music slowed down and they were you know, running out and how gory it was. Like, I, I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. I almost kind of wish that they had found a way to just connect all of them to that one plot so that we were watching like a mini gotcha. movie during the opening sequence. Um, but that may have been kind of convoluted if they found a way to do that. So like, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I won't put that here nor there. I just did take a note that like I did enjoy that they at least included that in there. I thought that was a very mm -hmm. smart choice to like mm -hmm. give some emotional weight to this opening sequence um, of a thousand years that, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did another thing that I did like, another thing that I did like is this idea that this infection or everything that would be happening did eventually get contained. Um, Cause mm -hmm. I do think Honestly, if a zombie outbreak were to happen in like a major city like that, that's probably where they would go. Like, despite nuking the place, containing it would most likely be yeah. a first priority. How realistic that is to do within a time frame, who's to say? You know what I mean? But the idea behind, all right, let's just seal off this city, call it lost, and then, you know, go from there. I I, I get that, and I do like that I agree. choice. I actually like that, and I like that it's already sealed off at the very beginning of the movie, so you know it's a contained story. We're not worried about, oh, we've got to get over here. Like, everything happens in Vegas. You know that's where the issue's going to happen, which I actually really like. I think Vegas is a great location mm -hmm. for this movie, and I love the, like, casino setting of it. I, I think that's cool, and I'm just happy it's not L.A. again. <laughs> right. Not another <laughs> zombie L.A. Not movie. another L.A. movie. Who would have thought? Yeah, I watched some of the, uh, they have like a little featurette on the making of Army of yeah, Dead on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. um, and then they kind of, they talked about for a good portion of it, like how important it was for them to capture the magic of Las Vegas within the film. And that part, they did a really damn good job of. I do think that they crafted Vegas to the best of their ability. A lot of it was CGI, which is kind of cool because when you watch the movie, you'll catch it here and there, but mm. they did a really good job of making a realistic looking Las Vegas without shooting everything in Las Vegas because yeah. most of like the big buildings and scenery and stuff, they captured and then digitally rendered to add it to the movie later. But from the feature itself, uh, one of the statements they made is that everything that the actors did walk and touch throughout the shooting of the movie was practical. Mm -hmm. So they did chip in a bunch of like rubble and create like this uh, post-apocalyptic uh, set and, you know, casino parts and all this stuff for the actors to actually maneuver through. So that is cool that there was a mix of both practical and CGI. It wasn't all CGI. Um, I did think that that was cool, and I think kudos to them for doing such a huge undertaking of capturing such an iconic city um, without the luxury of being able to actually mm -hmm. film there. Yeah, so that all that is cool. We've we've got our opening; it's out of the way, and then we 
<clears throat> meet our main characters, which most of them we meet when they're like assembling the crew. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> we get introduced to like our big players first. But what are your what are your thoughts on these characters? Because we actually do end up spending. Uh, the ma majority of the movie with most of them considering you know because uh, we, we don't even get to we don't get to the heist until an hour into this movie so like we actually do get a bit of time to meet everybody and everyone has you know their like their thing so i'm interested in who your favorite characters and least favorite characters were if you have any okay so well, at this point, like you said, we're meeting all the characters because this is essentially a heist movie with zombies. And so when you get any heist movie, you got to meet the crew. And I know I said earlier that I enjoyed that they gave us some backstory with the characters during the opening sequence. So we wouldn't have to spend so much time on that. Um, we still ended up spending a portion of time on that, um, which mm -hmm. was kind of questionable to me. But I guess it did give you time to really meet some of these characters and see how they've been in their life post everything. Um, our main character in Scott, played by Dave Batista, I really actually like Scott a lot. And I did actually think um, Dave Batista did a great job with the character. I he he did he did everything that he needed to do for the role that I think he was given. You know, like he seemed like an ex-military guy who was living a regular life and then all of a sudden this circumstance plopped on him so i did think that that part was cool i thought uh <laughs> vandero was an interesting character mainly because he when we meet him he's so he's what is he he's like a coach for like old people in the but there's I, a word for that i, I just I, I couldn't tell if he was meant to be like a physical therapist and he was doing some kind of like exercise with them or if he was like legitimately like a swim <laughs> a swim coach or something. I think he's probably like a physical therapist and is helping you know just helps uh, elderly people specifically yeah it, is it, what it seemed. it seemed like he he um had some profession with helping the elderly and whatnot so he is kind of portrayed as like this softer character um but then as soon as he leaves that setting we find out he has nothing but bloodlust which I'm like um okay it's a bit of a flip but I guess I'm here for it I I what I enjoyed most about him though is um his relationship with our lockpick um Dieter yeah I really loved I love their dynamic I'm not gonna lie the two of them were very much peas in the pod for me and I was here for it for mm -hmm. most of it yeah I agree I their dynamic is one of the better of the film for me and their sections were some of the more interesting like the things that they were doing because there is a point in this movie where we start to almost follow groups mm -hmm. everybody's kind of doing something different but i really enjoyed watching their their sequences yeah and uh, yeah i like so scott i i do have a bit of a hard time with dave Batista's more emotional moments. Mm -hmm. um, they're not super great for me. I think he is good at what you said, like being 
the military guy who's on a mission and he has a very specific thing he needs to get done and he he just has i feel like it's why he's so great at playing like drax and guardians of the galaxy is he he has a bit of a more like dry delivery to some of the things that he says Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't always translate for me in the emotional moments but but other than that it he's the leader like I, he, yeah. he's definitely not my favorite character but like he does what he needs to do um i really like Dieter. i really like um the guy that they get who's like really the the influencer or like a youtuber or yeah. whatever mikey is it chain chain oh yeah mikey yeah i actually really goose or guzman i think is what oh they call yeah it guzman guzman yeah, yeah i actually really liked his character as well i didn't think i was going to but He's more of like a background character for the majority of it. Like after he's introduced and they get into the actual heist, he becomes a bit more of a background character. Mm -hmm. But those characters are necessary as well. Like they help to, um, you know, push the story along and they help to assist more of the main characters. And for what he was doing, I actually really enjoyed his care and i thought it was an interesting take to have this person who really just loves killing zombies mm-hmm. like has no other reason to do it besides just it makes them feel like a badass like i i don't know i just thought that that was an interesting part of his character yeah. and his friend that he brings along who i didn't get her name i kept calling her bandana <laughs> chambers chambers <laughs> chambers chambers is a badass as her fight sequence is so fucking cool yeah that for nothing else thank you for bringing chambers yeah that, <laughs> honestly that was that was a thing for me is like chambers when we got to see chambers do what she was meant to do she was fucking awesome but like that yeah. was one of the characters where we didn't really know who she was you know like the whole mm-hmm. time or most of the time she was there I was trying to figure out where did she come from. Like, I didn't remember. I didn't remember yeah. us picking up Chambers anywhere along the way about here. Nowhere. It, she really doesn't get introduced at all. It's like Guzman shows up and he just has two people with him. Chambers is one of them. The other guy dips out immediately. Yeah. He's like, I ain't about this life. Which I did. I did <laughs> I write go. down because I, I got it. There's there's quite a chunk of plot holes within this movie for me. Um, one of them. This is a smaller one, but the fact that like. By the time that guy's there, they've already revealed the plan and everything that they're planning to do, which is probably illegal. But yeah, they very much so just let him leave. And I'm like, nobody's going to stop this guy who knows exactly <laughs> what you're doing right now. Like, not nobody. He's just he gets the OK. Yeah, sure. I guess that they just assumed that because he's friends with Guzman and Chambers, I guess they assume that he won't rat them out because them succeeding is money for all of like that whole crew would probably get some of that money mm-hmm. so i guess that's what they're banking on but to be honest with you i was like finally somebody gets there sees that this is a fucked up situation and says i this isn't i'm not about this life i certainly am not mm-hmm. i thought i was but i'm not i was like because uh, surely that has to happen <laughs> sometimes true true so i'm glad it happened yeah and then we, um, we also had maria too which another character who i wish we got kind of more of i know i'm going back and forth here of being like i wish we got more of but also like give us less with these characters but i just felt like i didn't get to know maria very much all i knew was that she was a part of the initial people who were in there and then now she is a good friend with scott and as soon as he arrives with this thing she's ready to just throw away everything and be like yeah no, no i'll do this 
Like it just kind of her her saying yes felt just kind of out of nowhere for me. I don't know if you felt that way at all, but here's my issue with Maria. (laughs) Maria and I I totally get what you're saying because out of everybody, I think Maria, Scott, and Van we have already been introduced to, right? Yeah. So we should only ever be building upon that. But out of all of them, Maria is the character where once we meet her, we don't find out anything else about her. Like we find out that initial bit and then it's just like, oh, she's loyal. Like yeah, that's, that's her whole thing. That's her whole thing. I'm loyal. I want to do this because I'm. it'll be fun with the, to be with the crew again. So then later on, when, when out of fucking nowhere, she's in love with scott it's like that did not get that was not foreshadowed or alluded to at all because we know so little about maria and compared to other characters like dieter i know way more about dieter than i do maria and he is more of a second fiddle to this crew than she is and so when i find out she's in love with scott i i was like what the fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) like why where who maria girl baby are you lost (laughs) like do you know what's going on it just it felt odd yeah it just it felt like it came out of nowhere and it's not that like the circumstances didn't necessarily allude to that it could have been a thing like i do get like once we get the reveal later on it's like i get it but like we didn't really get to see any of that so it just feels Mm -hmm. like it came out of nowhere because i i for sure the entire movie only got vibes of oh like they're like a family right like they're like a family who used to work together and don't see each other anymore that's all i got from them the whole time yeah so it's like that thing have you seen that thing on instagram where it's like uh siblings are dating and you like see a picture of someone you have to guess if they're related or if they're dating Uh that's what this felt like it felt (laughs) like a long game of siblings are dating and i thought they were siblings the whole time so when she was in love with him you can imagine how it turned my head for a loop. Yeah, um, but <laughs> that's true. That's the that's true. So that part was a little bit muddy, and then we also had the character of Peters too, which is worth noting because it's a very interesting circumstance that we had here. Um, because that role is played by Tignatero, but it wasn't originally. Um, for those that didn't know about the controversy, they originally they did have Chris Delia playing that role, but then he got into some hot water for some stuff that he was doing in Hollywood, like a lot of other celebrities did. And I did enjoy the fact that um, Netflix and Snyder put the money where their mouth is and got rid of him mm-hmm. and then replaced him or recast him with Tig. However, they had already shot a good portion of the movie by the time that she had joined in. And so I knew this going into the movie. And so I was looking consistently to try and see if I could see where they added in Tig and Post and all that stuff. And it was really hard to tell. I don't know how they pulled off that character switch like mid shooting. But if nothing else, I thought they did a really good job. They definitely they did. Honestly, they did the best I think that they could have because you can tell sometimes because she did everything and I have to give it up to her. Everything she did was in front of a green screen, like every single thing she did. And they did a great job of making it look like she was part of like she was actually there. And I think a lot of that was a because, yeah, he had already shot all of his scenes and they were trying to put her in there. But also B, she is a cancer survivor. And with COVID going on when they had to do the reshoots, it was safer for her to 
have as little people around as possible. So yeah, it's a, a total green screen performance. You can clock it sometimes, yeah, mainly it, just because, but you know, but it's you really have to be looking for it, and and, and you can, and so there's a lot of times where she's alone, um, in scenes and, or not even alone, but there's a lot of times where like sh she'll be talking to people, but it'll the camera will just be on her, and because obviously you know she wasn't there to film it with the whole group, mm -hmm. and she I think she commands the camera very well and does. Like, you know, and does a good job with the role. I enjoyed her in the role. And you definitely, she was obviously, that character of Peter's is obviously meant to be like the smart ass comic relief. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she fit it. So yeah. I, yeah, I, she, she, she is off on her own mission for a majority of the movie. <laughs> She's like, trying to fix the helicopter for a lot Which, of it. Thank, I mean, thank God that her character was a character that could go off and do their own mission, yeah. too. Because I can't imagine. Like, it was already uh, probably a nightmare to have to, like, do that all of that um, for the production team. But I can't imagine if she was, like, replacing, like, Van or something like that, how they would have been able to do that. Have to shut that shit down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, then they would have had to literally just put someone's head like superimpose someone's head onto the body. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, I don't know how they would have done that or just refilm the entire movie. Right. But I mean, good, good on them for, you know, um, sticking to their moral compass and then recasting when they saw it was necessary. I did think that was very noble of them. Um, mm -hmm. But outside of that, we meet like a couple other characters. We get, um, uh, we meet Bly, who's the guy that gives them the mission, who is, you know, your typical, I'm rich, do this thing for me character. Um, he has one of his henchmen, Martin, go along with them mm -hmm. to kind of oversee things. And I think we'll talk about Martin a little bit later. Um, and then we also have uh, the coyote. Oh, yeah. I like this character a lot as well. Mm -hmm. um, who is basically they're in to get into back into Vegas because they needed a way back in. Um and their connect to get to the coyote is Kate, who is uh, Scott's <laughs> daughter, who I had mm -hmm. several issues with throughout the entire course of the movie. Uh, Kate <laughs> is insufferable. I, yeah, I could, this movie would have been better for me if Kate was A, not in it, or B, was a much smaller role. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with the performance yeah, no, at all. Not it has at all. everything to do with the way that they wrote the character and the way that she, the, the way that they had her be involved. It has everything to do with that because the actress Ella is, you know, is is perfectly fine in the role. It's just they did nothing with this character. Other than make them a fucking headache. Oh my god! Other than make them so annoying. Ninety percent of my notes. Kate are Kate what the fuck question mark that's all I would write useless useless like the thing about it that it frustrates me the most is Kate is in there because of the way that this movie ends Kate is in there for Scott to have that sacrifice and for it to mean something more 
than what it is Mm -hmm. because right like their relationship is rocky and it's been rocky and that's like where some of the emotional weight for scott is is he has this daughter who's estranged and he wants to get a better life for her but like i just didn't care like i I hate to say that but i really didn't care not only did i not care about that relationship kate and her friend miss me with that Mm -hmm. let her die (laughs) i let her die please put her up on a spike because she her kate's whole reason for wanting to go is to save her friend because her friend the coyote her friend asked the coyote to bring her into vegas because her friend's like oh i want to rob the casino and get some money for my kids to have a better life and so Kate wants to go in and rescue her, which is another side mission that is already added on to like three other plots that we already have in the movie. Right. <laughs> it's like we don't need a fourth plot. No, oh my god. No, please. we really, we really didn't. And it's just the the way that it was set up to and everything. Like one, I'm like, Scott, I'm gonna need you to get your daughter. Like, you know damn well <laughs> you should not be bringing her. And like this, this whole like, oh, if you don't let me in, I'm going to go in by myself. Like, no, call her bluff. She ain't going yeah. in there. Fuck that. Like, why, why are you? Did you see her die? No. They went ahead. I, I hung back. They never came out. I'm sorry. I waited, Kate, as long as I could, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm coming with you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, we're not having this conversation. You're not coming. There are two kids whose mother is lost in there. Two kids that I help look out for. I have to find her. Well, tell us what she looks like. We'll look out for her. Do you think I trust you to do that? Kate! You're not coming! I'm not asking you. I'm telling you what's going to happen. This is not a path you want to go down. And I'm not going to let you try. So you're going to stay put. We'll look for your friends. And I'll see you when we get out, okay? No. No, not okay. You listen. I'm going in either way. I can either go in with you and you can keep me safe. Or or I'll just sneak in after you. And I'll probably die. The choice is yours. Sorry, let me let me take a breath because this character no, frustrated no, the shit take out a of breath. me. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them, fuck that girl. I don't care. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, I know. I would have been like, okay, go in then. I'll see you in there. Kate is just, yeah, <laughs> she's just she's a frustrating character throughout the entire thing. So um, frustrating. But and no, go for it. Go for okay. it. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, and I think the thing is to like i wouldn't have even minded if they had kate like if they wanted to keep the daughter and the father relationship i actually wouldn't have minded that but they needed to get rid of that gita yeah subplot because it's not necessary it's it's frustrating to the audience to know that now we have to save this girl who ends up fucking dying anyways Mm -hmm. and so one of them needed to go like if you're if Kate like they could have gotten rid of Kate and still had a subplot with maybe somebody that was inside and like we kind of followed them for a little bit and it was like totally separate one or the other both of them weren't necessary but either way that's why Kate's there yeah. um, or fuck it you know what have her sneak in then 
Have him say yeah. like, no, you can't come. And she just comes anyway. Boom. There you go. We cut out Bada bing. a solid 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yes, at least. Um, but they get in there and this is when we find out that, you know, there's like some politics to this world mm-hmm. the the zombies are thriving in vegas yes, they, they are, are absolutely it loving it they have oh my god they are having a blast um we see that the shamblers are dried up shriveled dust mm-hmm. they like they basically dried out in the heat of the desert they're still alive but they just can't really do anything so really once we get into the heist our big villains are our alphas yeah like, which those are the issue yeah and we get established the coyote character who kind of lets the crew know about the politics here that if they give a sacrifice or some sort of offering that the apples will actually leave them be they won't hunt them down because it seems like the difference here with the alphas as opposed to the shamblers is they're not really feeding on the humans they're they're i mean the main zeus is turning people into alphas but outside of that it seems like the alphas just hunt and live like they don't mm-hmm. really need to eat people like we're so used to zombies being like oh i need to eat people the alphas seem to be chilling without they're without fine. humans to eat they're super good and that's another thing too you have to be bitten by an alpha to become an alpha like if you get bitten by a shambler you're just a regular zombie yeah but if you get bitten by an alpha which it seems like they're very selective (laughs) they actually you have to meet a certain criteria (laughs) i think to be bitten by the alphas Mm -hmm. um but yeah you know they get we finally get into our heist yeah they use oh but they use the douchebag character bert as their sacrifice um i was just like fuck that character it's one of the typical like, hey, hey, I'm a sleazy guy in yeah. in the government. Nah, nah, nah. I abuse I abuse my power. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah, whatever this dude. He gets <laughs> he gets <laughs> uh fucking dragged off. Did not have a care in the world when it happened. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, thanks for that. Say <laughs> uh, la vie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, how did you feel about the heist portion of this film? Like, what, what were some of your favorite parts about the heist? Then maybe yeah. some of the parts that you didn't like. Like, how how'd you feel about getting the moolah? So I, first of all, I really loved the scene when they were setting up the heist. The like when he was walking them through how everything was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a video game. Mm-hmm. That sequence is great. So once they get in there and they're actually doing the heist, you know, I... I actually really enjoyed it. It started to move at a good pace. The action was good for the most part. We didn't focus on the characters I didn't like. We were more focused on characters I did like. So that was enjoyable. Of course, Martin has to do the betrayal uh, tactic, which, okay, sure. That's another plot. It's like Martin's there to betray them. Yeah. And like, the, he's not really there for the money. Right. Kind of a thing. And it's like, I love how they all definitely clock that this man should not be there. Like, it's really so suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's very obvious that this man's up to no good. And one of the things is, although I love the action sequence with Chambers, I did think that was super cool. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of going to be a given, I think, in this movie anyways, is when we get to when the guns start firing, when we do get into the action portions, like it's going to look super cool. It's going to be very visually appealing. It's going to be action packed because there's a Snyder film. He knows how to do that stuff. 
Um, so I did love all of the Chambers sequence. And yes, Chambers is a badass. But when we get to the end and like she actually like makes it out of there and it's like right before she's going to die. There's definitely a quick moment there between her and Guzman where I was just like, why don't you just tell him right now that homeboy is no good? You had enough. To, like, I know you're being eaten, but you definitely had enough time there to be like, hey, he set me up. Yeah. Watch your back much much time guzman also had multiple chances to give her a hand before <laughs> she was being absolutely slaughtered and that's another thing too guzman raises his gun up and i thought oh he's gonna mercy kill her right like he's gonna shoot her in the head so that because she's like still she's being eaten alive and he's just watching and so i'm like oh that's nice he's gonna like mercy kill his friend um no he shoots the gas tank she's holding so not only is she being eaten alive but now she's burning to a crisp <laughs> so that was super nice guzman's a real one for that but i mean i, I feel like we're meant to believe there that she just blew up but yeah but realistically yeah, uh, she was probably shot just... her he had more than enough ammo. He could have shot her in the head and then shot the gas tank just in case it hurts. I don't know how it feels it's to true. explode. It's true. But I imagine it's it might be a little painful. But I yeah, he was kind of and that's another thing. Martin is like leave her. She's dead. Leave her as she's actively <laughs> yeah, still as okay. She jumps out of the window, <laughs> being like, "I'm still alive." Yeah. So I definitely would have been like, "Okay, something's wrong with my boy Martin," but um. Also, there are some shots in this movie, and this just be be could be because I need to get my eyes checked, but they were making, he like blur, he does a lot of blur and like coming in and out of focus mm -hmm. that kind of hurt my eyes. Like it wasn't totally, it didn't make, it wasn't necessary to the movie for me. I understand it was a stylistic choice, but I thought it was kind of ugly. <laughs> Yeah, I know it was a stylistic choice. He was using a very specific kind of lens that he's had for a very long time. So, and it's one of those ones where like it's purposefully to have certain things be in focus and then the things in the background you shouldn't be able to see until mm -hmm. they come into focus or until they're a problem. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a stylistic choice. It's going to work for some people, not work for other people. Myself, I didn't mind it too much. Um, I won't say it was like my favorite style of shooting, but it did give some visual variance, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And like there are a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool imagery in the film. If you like slow it down and really enjoy it, the problem is the runtime so long that it's hard to want to sit there and enjoy and all of the beautiful imagery, you know? Yeah, I know, because <laughs> I, I was reading this interview with Zack Snyder, and he was like, yeah, you know, like, some of the zombies are regular zombies, and some of them are, like, robot zombies. And I was like, oh, I, I should rewind and, like, try and look. And I yeah, said, I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not rewinding this film. Okay. I can't. <laughs> facts, <laughs> I facts. I can't do this. But okay, so I didn't make that. I thought I was tripping when I saw some of them being metallic. I was like, wait. I'm mm -hmm. so confused. Why are there robot zombies? Did he explain yeah. in that interview why some of them are robots? I I think it plays more. I think it just plays more into that idea of this was a plan to make an army, and so maybe some of them were that way. I um, don't think. I'm a, I'm a, he I'm a, I'm he didn't to explain call it. Hard bullshit on that one. He really didn't. He didn't explain it in the interview that I saw. 
but um and i didn't like i said i didn't want to go back and look mm -hmm. uh so <laughs> who knows but maybe it was just for like a, a cool look i don't know yes but sometimes um, sometimes the snyder films i do feel like he'll do stuff just because it's cool and like yeah. well yes it's cool sometimes we don't need all of it yeah he's like did you notice the horse on roller skates in the background <laughs> and you're like yeah why was that in there and he was like it's fucking cool bro he's like i don't know it's for your interpretation oh life my passes God. by you fast you know what i mean yo homies anybody listen knows why if, or you can find why there were actual robot zombies in there please let me know because at least now i don't mm -hmm. feel like i'm crazy because it, it, yeah. it only happens a couple of times i feel like but every time it did, I was like, wait, why is that why is, why is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's like we already have a zombie tiger um, and a zombie horse, <laughs> which that horse is wearing a, a horse suit, which I <laughs> thought was really cool. Like, because uh, the way that to, to get that look of the decay, they just put a horse suit on it and tailored it, which I thought was pretty mm -hmm. sweet. The, um, I'll give them this. Um, again, I actually do recommend if you take the time to sit through this movie. You may as well watch the featurette too, because it does yeah. put a big spotlight on how they made the movie and specifically the costuming and makeup that went into this film. That much I will give them 100% <laughs> praise for because the zombies yeah. look fantastic. Um, they put a lot of time and care into how they are going to look. And then the ways that they figured out to duplicate the zombies to make it seem like there are a lot of them is super cool and interesting. Um, I definitely think it's worth a watch just to see the ins and outs of how they do that. Even when it comes to like the tiger, which is completely CGI, and then the zombie horse as well, which although cool, I did write in my notes, I'm on a horse question mark just because <laughs> <laughs> just to have this guy. I feel like he was on a horse just to have him be on a horse. Just to have him. Yeah, it's like Come on now. Yeah. And a whole, he's got a tiger and a horse. He's all the pets. <laughs> he's like, got all the zombie he's pets. He's got a full on pet shop. Mm -hmm. I did like, I really enjoyed myself the, um, the actual safe cracking. I thought that yeah. portion of the movie was a lot of fun. That uh, whole sequence is great. And that's what I mean. It's like Dieter and Van's like side stuff to me is the most entertaining um because even this whole thing where they're like bringing down the different zombies trying to get all the booby traps mm -hmm. out of the way like i loved that like, i i thought that was great yeah it's like that part that wasn't that's one of those things in the movie where like that wasn't necessary but it was enough fun that i'm glad it was there that yeah that i didn't care yeah like i was like, like yeah bring another zombie kill him <laughs> yeah i'm just like wasting time but it, it was great like i i i enjoy runtime if it's gonna be stuff like that mm -hmm. but unfortunately it's not all stuff like that <laughs> right 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 so yeah that that was a great a great sequence as well and um i think too because so while they're while they're in there originally they were like oh we we've got because they're gonna blow vegas up and originally they were like oh we've got time right mm -hmm. and then while they're doing that whole sequence they find out that the time has changed and now they only have an hour and a half until the bomb goes off mm -hmm. i didn't like that yeah me neither i wasn't feeling it i would have rather them just have less time to do the mission than to do the, In the like, first place yeah mm -hmm. It just it didn't yeah. it didn't it didn't work for me. Um, I know it was to like bump up the 
the tension that they have less time here. But here's the thing is like when the time they have is the same runtime I have left in the movie, it's just not gonna <laughs> it's not I'm gonna upset. hit the same. Yeah, I'm offended. Now <laughs> I'm offended because that was yeah. It and I, I totally agree with you. It's like, yeah, okay, they're trying to ratchet up the stakes because we know the helicopter's not working. They still got to get the safe open, et cetera, et cetera. But there's already so much stakes. Mm -hmm. Like, because this is another instance. Choose one or the other. Because we have Martin, who has decided to kill the Alpha's queen. Mm -hmm. And so that makes them a target for the Alpha's. But then you also have it now, oh, you're going to blow up too. It's like what we have oh, okay sure like now we're gonna blow up and then the time starts to get weird because later on they're like oh we've got like 20 minutes left yeah. but that's more than enough time for kate to fucking run across vegas yeah save her friend i'm like no you don't yeah you it... have two hours left at least mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i i agree with you it just like at some point it was just like there's just too much stuff like there's just too much mm -hmm. going on and I really needed things to kind of consolidate and just stick to one. Whereas, like, I was actually kind of relieved when it was just like, okay, everything's hit the fan. Let's just get out. Because I'm like, okay, cool. We have one yeah. specific goal just to leave. Yeah. And that part, honestly, when them running through the casino, like that whole action sequence, really, really cool. Again, yes. it's just it's a Snyder movie. So those that stuff will be really cool. But just a shout out to all the stunt people and especially Dave Bautista too, because he did fantastic um, mm -hmm. with all the choreography and everything there. But like that sequence was cool and everything. It did lead to this issue that I was having where like we, I think we had too many people in the crew. I forgot to say that earlier, but that is a feeling that mm -hmm. it has. Like, I feel like we could have cut out a couple of these characters um, just because there was too many. There's too many people to follow because as people were starting to die off, I just didn't care. If that right. means, like just people kept dying, I was like, okay, well that person's dead, or right, that person's dead. That like I, none of the deaths felt like they had weight to me, and I think it's because there were just too many people to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's totally fair. Yeah, when we start to get into this, like the alphas attacking and everybody on the move, yeah, it's like okay, we're just they're just bodies at this point. They're like a pile of bodies. That I'm, don't get me wrong, I've been waiting for this to happen. I've been waiting for it more deaths to occur but since they're all happening so rapidly i don't care it's just like okay now they're dead now they're dead okay mm -hmm. uh, the only death that i was like invested in and that's because they took the time to build this up is dieter sacrificing himself for van mm -hmm. but that's because they put the work into that relationship we saw that relationship grow and we saw dieter grow into a character that started off as a scared person who had never even really encountered the zombies to being willing to sacrifice himself for someone else. Yeah. But then you take Maria, for instance. She got girl done got her dirty. Neck, got, girl got her neck cracked and I didn't even blink an eye. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, well. <laughs> I was so mad about that, that A, she got done so dirty, but B, I just didn't care. Like, I didn't it, care. It wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. She got done dirty. She really did. Yeah. Yeah, especially for did. a role and that's supposed to be kind of like the second in command role. It's like, eh, didn't feel like yeah. it. It was like, OK, bye. And and, you know, not every single horror movie. I don't I'm not mad if I don't care and people die. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I don't always need to feel emotionally connected to characters because 
you know, I'm expecting death, but dead bodies in a horror movie. And sometimes I do just want that. So I'm not like mad that I wasn't emotionally connected to them. I think it was more so now we're in like the last half hour and now everybody's dying. Yeah. And I wish it was spread out a little bit more throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Cause then I could have really like relished in some of these deaths. Cause if I don't care, I want to enjoy them, but I can't because it's like, dead 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 and, yeah. every, and it's just like flying by so quickly i'm just like holy shit okay like and now we're left with scott peters and of course his you should have put a leash on her daughter because she has gone off and now they have to go and save her and at this point i'm like ugh, just leave her for <laughs> right? the love of god but real quick we'll definitely talk about her but real quick i will say I did enjoy Martin's death, despite the fact that mm -hmm. he had no right to be able to get to fool them again. Um, that, was, that was so stupid. But the fact that yeah. he gets ripped to shreds by the tiger and they take the time to let us see all parts of the death. I was like, OK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're waiting the whole time you're waiting for Tony the tiger to like have his moment. Mm -hmm. And he and so when he does, it's nice, and it's even nicer that it happens with Martin, who, by the way, I every time I see this actor, I always think of him as the dad from Raising Hope, <laughs> and like the thing about it is he he plays like a sleazy or a bad character in a lot of stuff because I think he was also in the remake for The Last House of, on the Left, and. I've seen him in a lot of stuff like that, but I just always think of him as the dad from Raising Hope. Mm -hmm. and so seeing him in these roles, I'm always like, oh, man, <laughs> aren't you aren't you just a trickster? But like it's these those kinds of characters are so funny because it's like they always do that. Right. Like they betray they show their hand so early. They betray the team and then they think that they're going to be able to escape. And it's like. At least, at least have the team help you to the escape and then kill them all there. Like, have them go with you to the helicopter so you know you've made it and then kill the yeah, team. He was, like, I mean, he was just a big walking plot hole, honestly. Um, <laughs> outside of his death being glorious, because I did love seeing his head get yeah. ripped off by a tiger. Squash. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, why, like, after he got the queen head, he was at the entrance. I don't see why he didn't just fucking kill the coyote and leave he got what he leave, came there yeah. for um the fact that he even went back to me it was just a huge plot hole but regardless eh, all this to say he's he's everybody's dead so we <laughs> were now chasing after kate which how kate even got away like why y'all take your eyes off of kate in the first place i'm saying like I, that's what i mean like Dave, keep an eye on. You know why she was there. She she wasn't there for you. Like she was always there for her friend. Mm -hmm. And why would you turn your back? Why would you tire? But then, like even this whole sequence and stuff, it just felt so extra, dude. It really did. <laughs> even I can't feel any other kind of way about it. Cause like even the stuff with Bert too felt fucking extra because it's like. We get the reveal that once he got pulled into the alpha land. Oh, by the way, they were having uh, zombie babies, too. That was a thing. Uh <laughs> yeah, they can reproduce, which is another thing. It's like they they've kept enough of their human abilities that they could probably just continue to exist and live their own zombie existence completely fine. Yeah. Like, if we didn't blow them up. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like it gets revealed that he instead of getting killed, got turned. 
And then in turn, he kills not her friend Gerda, but but the extra extra (laughs) that was already (laughs) in this extra portion of the movie. I'm like, yo, third cheetah girl gets killed. Not yet. (laughs) If you're gonna do all this setup to have him come back as an alpha at the end, at least have him kill Gerda. Like at least have him do something other than kill the auxiliary character. And then immediately die afterwards. I was like, what was the point? Why did we even have this character? For no reason. It's like, yeah, it's we had that character because they wanted uh, they wanted to show us what really happens in the alpha. That's true. That's true. Which is another which is another thing, though, like. Let me breathe. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting a We get riled this up is, about this one, homie. Sorry. We have some feelings. Because you know what? You know what? I get kind of frustrated when movies are... It's one thing if a movie is just bad or it's one thing if a movie is just good. But I get frustrated when a movie has a lot of potential and they flounder it in such a way that is so easy to fix. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if the whole point of Cummings was so that we could see what happened in the Alpha Den... What is the point of even having Gita and her two homies? What's the point of having them? Because part of me feels like those scenes were added in so that we could, again, see what happens in the Alpha Den. But we don't. We never know what happens to her friend when they bring him, bring her in there. Mm-hmm. It's assumed that she's being used to, to feed on, but we don't know that. And so what's the point? You know, like, why do we even have to see them be trapped there why is that even an aspect of the alphas i don't really care that they keep people like i would have been fine with the coyote being like yeah sometimes i bring people and they never come back and then cut it i don't need to know anything else about what happens to them because mm-hmm. that's enough for me like let me decide but the whole gita gang and like <laughs> their story it's means nothing and it ends up meaning even less by the time we get to this point because now it's like kate and gita are there the girl's dead and then the cummings gets killed by kate immediately scott comes to save them and so now because we had this happen scott now has to become a sacrifice for the emotional weight to pay off which is another thing that is frustrating and i think most of my frustration just comes with the way that the fight was choreographed Mm -hmm. because it's very frustrating to me that he gets bit and then immediately turns around and shoots alpha yeah because it's like why didn't you do that sooner also was (laughs) yeah why didn't you do that sooner and i mean the there are parts of it that was that was cool with you know Zeus running in and like jumping in the yeah. like it's all big and like you know blockbustery and sort of cool. A question about Zeus I did have is like he was intelligent enough to fashion himself some armor so that he can't get shot in the head. Right? Why mm-hmm. did he not make that for more of the alphas since he was capable of making that? Since he no. And, you know, we ain't got time for it. He didn't care about them. He (laughs) did not care. They were his hype men, and he didn't care if they survived Yeah, we we, we ain't got time to deep dive in that. But, yeah, the whole, like, so because he had to go get her, he ends up getting bit. Like, they do end up killing Zeus, and then the fucking helicopter crashes, and now he's about to turn, so now she has to do what he had to do to her mom. So it's like it comes full circle and all this stuff. I was like... 
look okay it's just there had to have been a different way we could have gotten here they're like they're just i i'm hard pressed to believe that we couldn't have found a different way to get to this because i agree it's just like bit the weight of the situation just wasn't there even though i think the performances were there i do think both uh dave and ella had good performances there i just think mm -hmm. the world and script around them just did not service that it last bit down. Yeah, it, it let them down for sure. And uh, uh, you're right. There are aspects of this loss, but I really love, I love that the fight happens on the helicopter. I think that's great. I love that Peters gets shot and then they go down. Like all of that's great, right? And so, and I even like the conversation where he's like, cause he's been alluding to wanting this like food truck. Yeah, that was time. great. That was a great callback. That, I love that's that. great. But bitch, if you don't, I cannot believe the disrespect that Gita has been such a presence this entire film. She has been the reason that Kate was willing to go into zombie land was to get her. And the fact that we don't hear a peep about Gita after the, the helicopter <laughs> crashes is a, is, uh, is like, <laughs> I can't even I can't even tell you how m my throat started felt like it was closing <laughs> after it after it went to black and we didn't find out it can be assumed that she died right like I'm just yeah. gonna assume, assume that she died but the fact that Kate didn't even check didn't even mourn didn't even go, just give us a Gita <laughs> I'm upset I, I would like to file a complaint with HR because I have been disrespected. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. It's, I'm it's, it's funny, too, because, like, right before he dies, he, like, hands her the money. He's like, here, this will get Gita uh, out of the out of the uh, camp and all this stuff. And I'm like, um, my guy, did you even look around to see <laughs> if there's Gita left look? to get yeah. this money to? He's like, this will buy Gita a nice headstone, so you're probably gonna have to <laughs> scrape her off the helicopter floor. Yeah, like, uh, like, let that character go, man. But yeah, so that happens. He turns, she shoots him. You know, that's that should be the end, right? But then we go into the like, ep I'm gonna call this the epilogue, which yeah, I was kind of conflicted on. For the specific reason of when we got the plot point that he got shoved into the into the um, the vault, vault. right? Mm -hmm. I really was like, "Yo, are we about to go the rest of the movie without um, figuring out what happened to Homeboy? Did he just get blown up in the nuke? Like, what? That felt like such a such an unfinished um, plot plot line. But then mm -hmm. you know he comes out of the rubble. I'm like, okay. I can buy this, the safe survive. I can buy this. This is fine. I can totally buy this. But then all of this stuff about he gets all the money, he he goes to Utah, he gets on a plane, and then he finds out he's infected. I'm like, what was the point? Why? Because they they're having a sequel. At that point, honestly, <laughs> when when we figure out why we went back to Van's character. I was like, you know what? I would have preferred him just blow up in the nuke. Like, yeah. I didn't need any of this. It don't make no sense because like, okay, first of all, so how did he get out of the vault? Well, it's, I, I'm not sure. I think like they were alluding to like the vault is like basically at ground level at this point because you have yeah. the shot of him like throwing the money up and whatnot. 
I so I assume that the vault because it's like the best vault in the world. It survived the nuke. Um, and I think you're meant to infer that something about the explosion bit. helped open it. But, Probably. But I'm like, all of that's a, you know, it's one of those things where like the more I think, the more you look into it, the more you'd be like, uh, right. Yeah, and I don't want to get too nitpicky on that. That that's fine. I was just kind of wondering. But the thing I will get nitpicky on is when did he get bit? Yeah. Because if you're gonna play that right, if you're gonna play that whole oh he's bit surprise like the one survivor got bit, then do not do not show me him explicitly not getting bit mm -hmm. because I'm to assume that when he got bit was when the alpha was going to bite him yeah but we see that he doesn't like at least cut like cut away mm -hmm. like and so we don't exactly know but if you show us that he never even got close enough to lick the man's arm <laughs> then i don't believe that he got bit yeah. and now it just makes me feel like oh you just wanted to do that as a last gotcha. I do know there's going to be a sequel. I think there's going to be a sequel, a prequel, and an animated series. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's just frustrating because I know for a fact he didn't get bit. Yeah. So don't and, tell me he did. And the thing <laughs> is, too, like, even if they wanted to, like, semantics that, like, when we... I feel like when you look at the scene where he's fighting the alpha, which, yeah, it was a, it was a cooler scene. I don't know if it was necessary, yeah. but it was, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. But it's like he's like grabbing him by the and he's about to bite him on the forearm before he gets whacked by Dieter. But when we, we see the bite, it's like all the way up, like near his shoulder. So even if they were saying that it was the alpha that bit him, that bite is nowhere near where the alpha was going to bite him. So it had to be it had to have been a different bite. And then also this character knows how this shit works. So I can't, it's hard for me to buy the confusion or the surprise at the end when he knows what happens when you get bit. He would be very aware that he was bit. There's no mm -hmm. way that he wouldn't know that he was bit. Yeah, I think we're supposed to believe in this last reveal. That he's like, oh, fuck, I got bit. Mm. Like, no, Van's smarter than that. Yeah, well, and even, so say even, because if you took it a different way, right? Like, say he had some like he knew that he was bit or something but he it was more of just like an oh shit like what am i gonna do kind of a moment mm -hmm. the way that van has been this entire movie like the way that they have set him up i don't track that he would be willing to allow this to expose other people and so if you're trying to imply to me that this is the beginning of the disease spreading past Vegas, mm -hmm. I got to call, I got to call bullshit. Cause I just, the way that the character has been set up, I would believe that he would take himself out before that happened. Because like, bro, you can't spend your money when you're a zombie yeah. anyway. So like, who cares? Like I, if it was a different character, like Maybe. if it was Dieter or even Mikey, like if one of them survived and they got bit and they were like, you know what, fuck it, I would believe that more than Van. Mm -hmm. True, and like even like even given the benefit of the doubt of maybe going up in a private jet um, was his way of like quarantining himself potentially. Like I'm trying to view it from like a more positive lens. Um, mm -hmm. It's just still, I don't know, dude. It's just still a stretch, but that that is kind of how everything ends. 
Um, that's how we wrap it up. Overall, after two and a half hours, how are we feeling? <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna rate this as something? Do you wanna do you wanna vent your thoughts? What are you feeling right now? Um, I just wanna say one thing. I can't believe that Kate is the only one that survived. <laughs> True. I can't I know why she did. And the thing about it is it's like Kate, like I said, Kate is not a horrible character. She has some great moments and like I think there is a part of her that you could see as like pretty selfless and pretty, you know, loyal when it comes down to it. And I I actually kind of liked the reason that her and Scott didn't talk anymore cuz they they make it seem like it's because he killed her mom but really it's just because he kind of like was distant he left her alone and didn't really help her help kate through that you know like i like that or whatever but um damn yeah i don't know i just feel like it's just a i i i just have to i feel like the character was written poorly in the sense of i should have been rooting for her more and i should have cared for her more but she just became a headache that I hated going back to throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And that is the last I will say about <laughs> Kate. I just had to get that out. Okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. What should we rate this out of? I was kind of thinking like microwave zombie hands. That's the first thing that pops into my head. Hot, hot zombie hands. <laughs> hot pocket zombie hands. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that hot pocket zombie hands. Nice. Oh, which I thought that was, okay, sorry. Last two things mm-hmm. from that sequence. I did think that that was also an interesting little thing is that they are just attracted to heat of live off of living things and not necessarily mm-hmm. like blood or flesh. It's just the warmth that kind of is what that was, zones yeah, them that was in. smart. That was cool. I thought that was cool. And then also I did think I, when Van is like, oh, maybe this is us and like a multiple and we're living in different uh. time loops. I was like, is this? Is this what's going to happen? Like, did you think that too when he said that? Look, I was like, is that how this movie is going to end? Are they in a time loop? What I wrote down in my notes is what is this meta monologue shit? Because <laughs> I, here's my thing is I enjoy meta a lot. I, I really do. When it's, when it's um tastefully sprinkled in throughout the stories, I love nudging at the audience in the movie. It's, it's fun mm-hmm. to me. Um, this one, although everything within the monologue was good, I was here for everything that he said. I'm like, why the fuck are we saying it? Because, yeah, we do not get any answers to that in this movie. So if that's one of those things that's like you're not going to figure out what that monologue meant until we do more of these as a bold choice um, <laughs> to assume that we're all going to come back for that. But. You know, if in the long run that pans out to be this really cool and poignant monologue, I'm here for it. Just currently at the end of this movie, that didn't amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I just wanted to bring those up because I those were two sequences or two parts of that one sequence we discussed earlier that I just thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but OK, so we're doing it out of Hot Pocket Zombie Hands. Yes, we are. Alrighty, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, let's have you go first. Okay, I'm going to give this three out of five Hot Pocket Zombie Hands. Okay. Because, like, this movie, there's, I actually enjoyed parts of this movie 
quite a bit. Like, there are some killer sequences in this movie. And I enjoyed some of these characters a lot more than I was expecting to. Mm-hmm. And... There there are aspects of the way that they approach zombies and the way that they approach like how America would handle this and how the government would handle this and how like quarantining people would go. And there are specific parts of that that I'm like, yeah, like this is really interesting. I would like to know more about this. But then they take it into a heist movie, which still I'm like, okay, that's pretty like, yeah, that's different. And that's fun. This movie has no right to be as long as it is. (laughs) Like it does not need to be. It needs some editing. It needs some trimming. It needs to focus more on specific characters and less on back and forth that doesn't need to happen. Though there are too many plots in this movie (laughs) they needed to cut it down to at least two and i think it would have helped with the runtime and it would have helped with the um it would have helped just streamline everything so that the things that were important are still in the movie and all the fat gets trimmed so uh yeah it's just one of those things where I don't think I'll ever watch this again, mainly because it is so long. But I do appreciate some of the things that they did in this. Mm-hmm. And I have to, you know, I have to admit that for the majority of the heist, I was entertained. Like I said, the heist starts about an hour in. That's an hour and a half movie. If that was my movie, this would be much higher. Mm-hmm. But it's not. So it's not. So three hot pocket zombie hands out of five. Okay. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> All right. So I think, honestly, I would give Army of the Dead 2.9 out of 5 Hot Pocket Zombie Hands. I have a lot of respect for this movie, especially after watching the featurette, because a lot of hard work went into this movie, and there was a lot of attention to some very cool details that I did enjoy, from the costuming to the cinematography to the idea behind these alpha zombies. I think all of that stuff was very cool. And the idea of having a heist movie within all of this is also a cool idea to me. I just think they tried to do too much and they would have benefited from shrinking down what they were trying to do, whether that is just make a straight up heist movie, cut the emotional fat out of it, um, make a zombie movie with a heist in there, but then, you know take out a couple of the characters so we're not spending so much time crafting this crew of characters. You know what I mean? Like, just whatever Mm -hmm. direction you decided to go in, just dive more in that direction so that we could focus more. Because I think that's what was hard for me is to focus on the things that I enjoyed because there was just so much there. So although it's still a cool movie with some cool stuff and um, there are some very fun moments and fun characters in it, it wasn't my favorite zombie film. So I'm going to give it 2.9 mm-hmm. out of 5 uh, Hot Pocket Zombie Hands. Nice. So it's basically like a C if we were giving this a letter grade. Basically, yeah. It would be a C, which is passing, but you can do better, Snyder. I I would like to talk to you after class because you could get an A, <laughs> but you got a C. Um, but yeah, that is Army of the Dead, homies. Like we said, this is on Netflix at the moment. So if you 
want to if you've already watched it and you want to try and rewatch it for some of those fun facts we spit out power to you and if you haven't seen it yet the choice is yours <laughs> <laughs> you can either go from us or you can check it out but like i said there's going to be some sequels and possibly like a animated something to go with it so we might have to see if they improve on things in the future if you guys um want to talk about this movie further let us know your thoughts or just talk about horror movies in general please feel free to hit us up on our social media we are homies of horror on everything or if you prefer you can always email us we are homies of horror at gmail.com um, we have a Discord now, which we also use to talk more in depth about horror movies and such. Um, so if you'd like to join that, we have a link for that in our bio. And we also have a link for that, uh, or we also have a link for our Twitch in our social media bios as well. We stream at least every Monday. We do a video game stream, and sometimes we hop in there a little bit more. So if you would like to know when we are going live, then follow us on Twitch and come and hang out because we like seeing you homies. And we also usually chit-chat a little bit more about the movie every Monday. So it's a good place to come if you want to hear us go a little bit more in-depth about it and also be able to talk to us live about it. And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we would love it if you would hop on over to Apple Podcasts, if you have an account, and leave a rating or a review for us. It uh, helps other people get their eyes on our podcast because the more ratings and reviews you have, the more that you get recommended within the genre that your podcast is. So if you guys would like to do that, then we would love to hear from you and love to hear what you are thinking about the show. But other than that, we are all done for this week, homies. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we will be seeing you next Monday. Catch you later, homies. Bye.